Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Housekeeping with Elk and Meerkat. I'm Meerkat. And I'm Elk. This week's episode is called Detox. Yep. Yes, it is. That's pretty much what happens. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, The breakdown of this episode is House takes Cuddy's challenge to go off his painkillers for a week, but the effects of his withdrawal symptoms may put his patient in danger. Yeah, because addicts can't just quit cold turkey. And obviously he's an addict. And he's been on it for a very long time. So Years, in fact. Yeah, his body's come to depend on it. Um, I had a couple of content warnings for this episode. Just a um, an animal autopsy, as well as talking about a deceased animal. Um, it does show the autopsy, and mm-hmm. it does talk about like why the animal died. So if that's not your thing. That's uh, something that's recent for you understand yeah yeah maybe skip out on we won't talk about it too much but it is in the episode so if you're going to watch it i want you to know also we're not medical doctors and you shouldn't take anything that we say as medical advice because we don't know what we're talking about yep uh there was one other one which should be obvious from the title oh we're talking about addiction yes a lot of it yeah and dependence and all of that fun stuff withdrawals yeah yep so that'll uh that'll be a big one for this week yes all right in this week's uh, You Should Know Them corner, we have Nicholas Diagosto as Keith Foster, the primary patient. He's been on a lot of things. Uh, he is Harvey Dent on the show Gotham. He played Sean on Fired Up, Dr. Ethan Haas on Masters of Sex, Sam on Final Destination 5. Yeah. And he'll always, for me, be West Rosen on Heroes. But there's one more that I'm wondering if you know what he's on. Oh, I just recognize him from Final Destination, I think. The Office. Who is he on The Office? I can give you a hint. Don't quiz me. What? That one night, you made everything all right. He's Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually didn't, like, I I mean, I recognize him, but like, I didn't put that together. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's him. Um, We have Mark Herlick as Mr. Foster, who's Keith's dad. He plays Herb on uh, 42. That's the uh, Jackie Robinson movie. Uh, Ben Hildebrand on Jurassic Park 3. Very brief. He's the one who goes parasailing with the the kid. Yeah. And then uh, God on Preacher. Obviously. Obviously. He's been on a lot of stuff. Um Next, we have one that if you don't recognize her, I don't know what's wrong with you, but it's Amanda Seafried as Pam, who's Keith's girlfriend. Uh, I'm not going to go into what she's been on because that's a lot of stuff. You should know. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Maurice Godin as Dr. Harani. He's been on Alias, Modern Family, Suits, Good Luck Charlie. Uh, he's been on a lot of stuff. There's nothing that I recognized him from. Yeah, me either. And we have uh, Akiko Morrison as the anesthesiologist. Excuse me, anesthesiologist. How you Why doing, buddy? Say? That's rough. <laughs> um, who was assisting Dr. Verani. Uh She's been on a few movies and shows and stuff. She was on the Veronica Mars movie. I didn't recognize her. It doesn't help that she and Dr. Harani have like full surgical yeah, full gear on. scrubs and so stuff on I can't you. see their face. Right. And then the last one we have is America Olivo as Ingrid, who is the masseuse that Wilson hires for house. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She had a long stint on Chicago PD. She was in the rebooted Friday the 13th movie. 
she was on Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and she was on at least one episode of The Strain. Okay. I think she's just got one of those faces. I thought I recognized her, but I went through her list, and I was like, I, none of this it is jumping out from to those. me. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Really short cast yeah. this week, which is uh, can be nice sometimes. It's kind of... I don't want to say it's a boring episode, but research on my end was boring. <laughs> yeah. They stick with one thing for such a long time. Yeah. So this is another episode where we don't find out the actual diagnosis until really late, which remember we had two where we found out really early mm-hmm. and then last time we found out really late. This time we're finding out really late. Yeah. Like super so, late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess let's get into it here. Yeah. Let's go. So we op- open up on youngins Keith and Pam who look like they'd be fucking... They're not. Uh, they look like it, and they imply that that's what they're going to do, but we find out we're going to get an old switcheroo here, and really, it's just that Pam wants to drive Keith's dad's Porsche. Same. Which, it's a nice Porsche, and she screams, I want this car, and I just want to point out, how come in all of these freaking movies and TV shows, whenever they're driving a car fast, they're woo, woo, who does that? I've driven my car fast. I don't open my windows and go, woo, yeah. Like, I don't open my windows. Because that's gonna mess up my hair. Yeah, do you do you woo girl? Is that a thing? Maybe I've woo girl. Oh boy! Not while I'm driving, but like probably to annoy yeah, like, the person that was driving. Maybe clearly she's wanting to drive the Porsche. Sh- bleh, Porsche, so she can drive it fast. Try saying that. Porsche, so she. I'd rather not. Okay. Porsche, so she. <laughs> Porsche, so she. Porsche, so she. Oh yes, I Porsche ordered some seashells by the seashore. when I went to the hibachi grill. I ordered some Porsche, she. <laughs> um. While she's driving, uh, Keith starts spitting up blood, which distracts Pam. That is not chill, Keith. That's not chill. Straight up, not cash money. Um, <laughs> and this distracts Pam and causes her to wreck. Before she wrecks, she actually pulls a Fast and the Furious move and like slides the Porsche under a semi perfectly, yeah. which is... She avoids a wreck. Total and badass. Then gets in a wreck. And then they get T-boned by you know another truck. There's always another truck. Can I point out just real quick? So throughout this episode, we see this happen. Um... It hit the driver's side, correct? The T-bone? No, because she uh, she turns it to the left when she goes over, and it's coming from the opposite okay. way. So I think it well, does hit Hunter's side. Okay. Or Either way. Hunter. I'm just going to call him Hunter. It's not Keith. I don't know anyone never, I like named Keith. So. They never um, talk about his injuries from the crash. I mean, they rule out. They show it. it they don't ever talk about yeah. it. They show that he broke his leg. But like... I feel like there would have been more, and she appears to not be injured at, at all. At all, yeah. Which, I, whatever, it just bothered me. How come every time we start recording, the hot water heater is like, yo, I gotta take a big toke, bruh. I gotta, no I matter gotta pop what some time. corn, bruh. Oh, the washing machine. Damn me for doing laundry. So, just <sighs> responsible I'm adults. Sorry. How could right. you? Sorry about them bubbles. But yeah, she driving like Fast and Furious style. Granny shifting, not double clutching like she should doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile. Okay, I'm going to move on. So I've three, never seen any of them. <laughs> I've seen all but the last three. So you've There's seen like 12. 37 of them? Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. So three weeks later, Keith is in the hospital. He suffered a broken leg in the wreck, which, again, they don't talk about. They just show that his leg is in a cast while he's in bed. House uh, tries to pick up his Vicodin from the pharmacy and has trouble, and he starts getting sort of antsy and mean about it. That's an understatement. Uh, I, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. I love when he turns to the the group of patients and people in the room. And he's like, does anyone have any drugs? And it points at a couple of them. One of the patients like yeah. raises his hand. I thought that was so funny. It cracks me up. 
uh, Cameron presents Keith a case, or Keith's case, to House, saying he has internal bleeding unrelated to the accident since it started before. House initially dismisses it, but Cameron says he also has hemolytic anemia, which shouldn't happen in a 16-year-old. House thinks it might be inherited, but Cameron says the issue is outside the red blood cells, which hopefully maybe you'll tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, let's get through the rest of this. He has uh, elevated indirect bilirubin. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. Low serum haptoglobin, haptoglobin, mm-hmm. heptogoblin, which yes. catches House's interests. We got him on the hook. Time to reel him in. House can't explain away those issues with what he expects would cause him, so he takes the case. Let's do it. What you got? Let's take the case. All right, so hemolytic... Oh, boy. It's, it's starting. Hemolytic amnemia. Oh, anemia. I'm, we're skipping... Don't talk about it. Is specifically an anemia where your red blood cells are being destroyed mm-hmm. faster than they can be remade. Okay. So something is killing these red blood cells. I'm so eating the food faster than... Then they can make it. Yeah. No. Yes. I mean, okay. y- yeah, sure. sure. It took me a minute to figure sure out thing. where the fuck you were going with that. But yeah, sure. Um, Metaphor. So these other things, the bilirubin and the haptoglobin, are from this anemia. Okay. Okay. Um, so the bilirubin is a kind of orange-yellowish pigment, and this occurs, or like, gets created um, when your red blood cells are breaking down, which makes sense because red blood cells and then like you get this orange yellowish thing going yeah. on, right? Um, so that's being elevated. And then your haptoglobin is a protein that your liver makes and your body uses it to um, clear up the free hemoglobin, which is outside the red blood cells, mm-hmm. from circulation. Like it's in your serums. Okay. It's in your juices. It's in, it's in your juices. So now he has low amounts of this in his serum. Okay. So these are all just symptoms of that anemia. And that's kind of, um, I assume they found those and they're like, oh, so it's this type of anemia okay. because of these. Did you have anything about why House would be interested because it wasn't inherited? Was there is there a difference between inherited versus that like I, I'm assuming it has to do with either it's coming, it's coming from inside the body, or mm-hmm. it's being caused by something else. Yeah. Um. So hemolytic anemia. Ane- why can't I say anemia normally right now? Amnemia. Anemone. <laughs> um, it's pretty rare because most of the time when you think of anemia, you just think of like low iron. Yeah. Or like yeah, maybe they have something that they already knew about, but if they did then they would have known about that earlier. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a one of those in-betweens where like, oh, this showed up and it doesn't really make any sense. So like something is causing this. Yeah. Something's going on. So I, I think it's just that. Okay. It's a rare thing. Well, yeah. And I guess House thought the internal bleeding came from a car wreck, which would make sense. But right, like I said, it happened beforehand. So right. Okay. It's coming from somewhere. So we jump into the differential Foreman says it's not environmental since dad had a company clean the house and they have a maid who washed everything and gave him hypoallergenic pillows and sheets. Wrongo, Foreman. Wrongo. But we'll find that out later. Spoiler. 
and House tells him not to recheck since Keith would get better from being in the hospital if it wasn't our environmental thing, just being in a different place. Which also, even if they went and checked, I doubt they would have found the actual problem. Yeah, probably not, because so. who thinks to they look there? They wouldn't be, yeah. Uh, Cameron suggests lupus, while Chase suggests drugs, meth specifically, but the team thinks he doesn't seem to be the type. I'm just saying, they are, they seem wealthy, and meth doesn't exactly seem like a wealthy kid drug, but then again, drugs are drugs. I don't think of it as a rich kid drug, um, because I don't think of meth as a fun drug. Yeah. It's like a, I need something, I'm desperate drug, in my brain. Yeah. It. You know, Coke is the the rich, rich, rich young want. kid just want to go do a line of Coke and then drive their dad's car. Coke and X, Molly, Which apparently, whatever. girlfriend over here went to rehab when she was 13? She was in ninth grade, is what they said. Okay. So I was not 13 in ninth grade. I was. I was 15 in ninth grade. I was 13. Whoops. I was also on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. House throws cancer into the mix and says he'll ask Wilson about lymphoma, just to check for it. While the team does ANA for lupus and radio immunoassay for drugs. That's yeah. a big one. So Lymph. the ANA for lupus, it's um, an anti-nuclear antibody is the ANA. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at this. It, this is basically the go-to test to see if somebody has an autoimmune disorder, um, which lupus is. And this is the test for lupus mm-hmm. essentially but they do use it for other things too but in this case they're already thinking lupus so they're like i'll do this for lupus but it would be helping them kind of like rule out other stuff as well yeah and then the how do they say it radio immuno essay yeah assay essay assay it's a long word yeah <laughs> um too many vowels stuck together in there yeah. so so this is like a basically uh molecules radio labeled so Mm -hmm. you can track them and see them and they react to things right um so they're going to kind of go in and form to show you what they're reacting to does that make any sense a little bit um so you can see like what drugs are in there that they're reacting to okay okay yeah i guess that makes sense so, Cuddy confronts House and says he's an addict. He's finally got his Vicodin. Um, House denies it and says he simply takes them for pain. Cuddy says he does it to get high, and he's taking 80 milligrams a day, which is twice as much as he was when she hired him. She challenges him to go off them for a week in exchange for a month off of clinic duty, which he accepts. I did want to point out something odd. It's not about like the story of the episode, but... There are so many shots in this episode that are, like, super grainy and noisy. Like, the shots of Cuddy are, they just look like they were shot on a really bad camera or something. I don't think I really noticed that. It might be because of the uh, the outfit she's wearing. It's really bright. Mm-hmm. And maybe they had to do something to the film. Like, to, filter it almost? Yeah. And yeah, so maybe that affected the quality, but... It was a little distracting for me. It's mostly in uh, the earlier part of the episode. Later on, when she's in a different outfit, it I was also happen. I was taking notes when we watched through it, so yeah. I wasn't paying as close of attention. Gotcha. I normally watch the episode like four times, and this one I did not because it was really boring. <laughs> really didn't need to. Okay, so Cameron questions Keith's dad about a lot of things. She starts with the possibility of drugs. 
he says he doesn't think so, but he doesn't know much about Keith's life. Apparently, he's just not around all that much. I appreciate that he admits it. Yeah. He's not like, oh, my child would never, never. do drugs. He, he basically says, I don't think so. He hasn't been acting weird. Go ahead but, and test him, though. He's a kid. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not around him. He does, however, point out that mm-hmm. Pam was in rehab in ninth grade, and he clearly doesn't like her, which Keith's th- Keith thinks it's just because of the Porsche. I think it's, I don't like her. She's not good for well, you kind of stuff. I mean, literally all we know of her, she doesn't seem like a very good influence. Yeah. So, can't say far. I blame him, I guess. He reveals that Keith's mom died of cancer not too long ago. He reveals that they have been out of the country recently. They went to China. And Cameron, therefore, says they're going to do a gallium scan to check for any infections that he may have gotten while they were out of the country. And she also tells him about lupus. And we jump. This is kind of intercut with them doing tests for each of these things. So I I just said, this is all what she did. And now I'll go through all the tests that they do. Keith's drug test is negative. The gallium scan that they do for the infection is negative. The ANA test is negative, and the biopsy is negative for lymphoma. Um, do you have anything about gallium scans? Yeah. Okay. So, also, so lupus, I mentioned that it was an autoimmune disease, but your mm. body attacks itself. Okay. Um, wanted to put that out there, because we are going to stay on lupus for quite a while. Um, I think we do have an actual lupus episode. Someday. Um, so I don't want to go too far into it, but that's what it is. Okay. Um, and there is no cure for it if we manage, though. So... A gallium scan. So gallium is a radioactive material, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, we've kind of talked about before with these different tests, they're going to put something into you that they can track, that they can look at on a scan, right? Mm-hmm. So that they can see what's going on. And that's essentially what they're doing. So this one in particular, they're looking for swelling. So okay. any inflammation. And that could be from an infection would be like the most likely thing or possibly cancer. So it does kind of work work for, for both. both. Yeah. Okay. Um. What, did we get to the hemocrit? Uh, no, not okay. yet. That, that's really all I have on that one. Um, that's literally next. I, I was, His hematocrit, I'm so bad at the uh, like chronological yeah. order thing. His hematocrit has dropped to 13 as well, which is bad. Yeah, so that's your um, percentage by volume of red blood cells in your blood. So you're supposed to have um, some of those. Like a, like, well, I keep a few around. A couple. Right. So this is just showing... That yeah, his his anemia is getting worse here. Like, yeah, they're rapidly dying. We are uh, losing time here. The team notices House is acting odd, but Wilson is the only one who knows why. They, as they talk to House, they're like, "Are you okay?" And he's, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." But Wilson knows, mm-hmm. recognizes because he says, "How long have you been off of them?" Or how long has it been since you took one? So he knows what's going on. It kind of. <sighs> I don't know. I guess they wouldn't jump to the conclusion, right, that he stopped taking them, because why would he? I think um, they would just assume he was sick or something. I don't know. Drug withdrawal symptoms are pretty... They they probably see him a fair amount, or have yeah. seen them, like, in their medical careers. Um, so it was weird to me that they're just like, what is it? I mean, yeah, it could... It is some, like, flu-like symptoms. Yeah. Um, But they don't say, like, are you feeling sick or anything? They just are like, oh, he's just being weird. Yeah, and whatever yeah it's fine i think with their relationship with house too they know that if he says he's fine he's not gonna break down and be like no oh, but okay let me tell you the i truth. also think cameron would bug him about it that's true and she just doesn't that's just her her type 
uh, where are we? Oh, Keith yells for help as he goes blind in his left eye. Ah. Uh, ah. Foreman, Foreman finds a retinal <laughs> clot blocking his vision, and Cameron says Kumadin would dissolve it, but blood thinners are a bad idea since he's bleeding internally. Yeah. Surgery's a bad idea, too. Um, so retinal clot is a clot in your retina. What? I know. So you have veins and arteries in your retina. What? Even though that's a really small area, right? Yeah. So they get crossed over a lot. And something we knew too much about, we know too much about, is that sometimes these can put pressure on each other, mm-hmm. right? If they don't have room. Um, but also, like, you could just have really narrow veins in there, like more narrow than normal. So it's really, I don't want to say common to get a clot in there or but anything. Not but it's unheard of or rare. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and Cumidin is a blood thinner, also known as Warfarin. Which, uh, yep. you, yeah, you know that one. Um, it is a blood thinner. Also, it's a really annoying blood thinner. And I think they're actually really working on phasing it out. Because um, you got to get your blood tested literally all the time. There's and... so many dietary restrictions yeah. with warfarin. That's why I know so much about it. because And everybody's fucking on it. And yeah. it's like, you have to give them this super limited diet. It's I'm not going to go into it because it's, it's literally like pages of what they can't have. And it's obnoxious. But they are... Um, Bristol Squibs is working on, uh, like, phasing it out, I, I think, for other drugs. Non-magical, magical folk. That's who helps us pay for your stuff. Bristol Squibs. hmm Okay. Well, now <laughs> we, I know. we like them. Yeah. The ones who send me uh, lots of good stuff. So, after that, we jump into a second differential, what I like to call a differential. I don't know. Yeah. It, you would like know. to call it that. Huh? I would like to call it oh, that. Okay. House wants to know how internal bleeding suddenly becomes clotting or starts clotting. Cameron sticks with lupus since increased platelet count could cause clots. She's not wrong. Wilson joins the team for the case to keep an eye on House. House wonders what type of infection could hide from a gallium scan, and Chase suggests a cardiac infection. So House orders an echocardiogram and IV antibiotics. Yeah. Um, an echocardiogram, I think we've talked about before. It's yeah. basically an ultrasound for your heart. So they are looking at your valves and chambers and watching your heart pump mm-hmm. and making sure that everything's, you know, happening in the correct order. Um, closing filling, properly. Exactly. Yeah. Filling to the correct amount, closing, all that jazz. Okay. Uh, during this process, House notices an attractive woman in his office who turns out to be a masseuse that Wilson hired to give him essentially alternate med- alternate medicine for his pain like just this we're going to go a different direction see if this is something that could manage your pain instead of your meds yeah and i don't think he's expecting this to be like a long-term solution i think he's just trying to get him through this detox yeah it, it's a distraction yeah for sure um which may be why he hires one who is very attractive i oh so you think she's attractive I found this part, like, really annoying. Wait, let's go back to that. So let's you, go back to that. You think she's cute? You think she's cute. She's hella cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're going to, when we get to 13, we're just nonstop, both of us. I'm sorry. It's fine. She's my everything. Same. That I ever needed. <laughs> I don't need you. I, I need Olivia Wilde. I wild. don't need it. Okay, keep going. Okay. I was going to say, I found it really annoying that, the show seems to be like based on the conversation between House and when Wilson saying, "Oh, just because she's attractive, she can't be a masseuse. She's got to be a hooker or prostitute, whatever they word they use yeah. for it." But at the same time, 
the character is played like super sexually too. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I, I don't know. I found it annoying. Like if you were trying to make the point that, you know, don't stereotype people based on their looks, they then decide, okay, well, we're just going to make her sit here and do a bunch of like yoga yeah, yoga stretches with her ass facing them, making these like ooh ah, faces and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. I didn't like it. Chase does an echocardiogram, as we discussed. No one's ever sent me an echocardiogram. Can I just say that? Maybe I'll get you one for Valentine's Day. That would be nice. <laughs> it's literally for your heart. You have my heart. Oh, ugh. Uh, Go on. Heart shaped box. No, okay. Good song. And he tells Keith, since the blood clot isn't life-threatening, they aren't focused on treating it. They're more focused on finding what's causing it. So his blindness in that eye will likely be permanent. We also see that Keith isn't eating his food, as he is nauseous, nauseous, and he finds it gross. Yeah, probably. It doesn't look great. And that is a huge portion that is sitting on his plate, like... I, I'm thinking of hospital food. Usually, when I got hospital food, it was fairly small. Like, it was enough to give you the nutrients and stuff like that, but it wasn't big. This thing they, is like a full-ass plate well, of slop. They might know. have him on a double portion. Maybe. Because he's losing weight so rapidly. And, yeah. Yeah. He's not eating, but he doesn't want to eat it. He doesn't find it very good. So, there we go. Keep that in mind. That's Chase tells House the echo was normal and there were no vegetables in the heart valves. <laughs> he says vegetations, but I was like, he found not a single sprig of broccoli, of high broccoli, of celery, no radishes. Yeah, no. nothing. Do you want me to tell you what vegetations on the heart? Veg- are? Vegetables, yeah, yes. veggie tails. Tell me. So these are growths, right? Which I'm sure you. They sound very growth. <laughs> Okay, so these are abnormal growths that have bacteria in them. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little pustule of, of bacteria hanging out, yeah. And like if there's an infection, then they're going to grow at the site of that infection. Yeah, okay. at, Which makes sense, right? Um, And then that can damage your heart valve because it could like eat through it mm-hmm. and actually cause your heart valves to leak, Oof. which would not be good. Yeah. So that's all that is. So vegetables can be bad for you. <sighs> Yeah, sure. Moving on. He also asks House <laughs> I'm not about laughing his... at your bad <laughs> He also asks House about his pain, and when House says he's fine, Chase says, "Oh, I know." He he doesn't push House on it like mm-hmm. at all. Uh, House says to double the antibiotic treatment since it's not working at the current dose, despite the danger to his kidneys. He's not wrong. He's like, "Well, that'll be great. We've got nice, healthy kidneys when the kid's dead. So yeah. let's let's keep doing this." Chase also suggests suggests an idea for a treatment for Keith's eye by removing some vitreous humor, mm-hmm. which would allow the retinal artery to expand. Like you said, if it's too thin, it, it can get a clot and potentially clear the clot. Clear the clot. Clear the clot. So Chase goes to do the procedure, and when he leaves, we see House kind of turn a corner, and he definitely isn't as fine as he pretended to be. He ain't doing so hot. He ain't doing so hot. I think this... At this point, he's maybe a day into not taking his meds. Yeah, somewhere in there. So he's about a day. Procedure works, but damn, it looks uncomfortable. It's probably not, really. I, just, I mean, it would be horrible to sit through. but like Eye stuff. Just don't like it. Yeah. I don't um, like it. 
vitreous humor is just the gel that's between your retina and your lens. And it's one of the funniest things in your body. It's not. We could talk about humor theory, but I won't. Oh. Humorous. Okay, I'm moving on again. (laughs) Uh, Pam Beasley visits Hunter again, and she kisses him because she's sweet, but also gross. I hated this (laughs) so much. He says, I, oh, don't kiss me. I haven't I haven't brushed my teeth in two days. And she's like, that's fine. Uh, I would rather die. Also, can I point out how, what the fuck is she doing? He's 16, so clearly she's in high school. How does she have so much time to hang out around the, around the hospital? You say clearly she's in high school. Do they say she goes to school with him? I mean, is he dating a college student? I dated a 21-year-old when I was 16. Well, was that normal? No, but like it happens. He was in college. I have his dad seems a little bit controlling, maybe not terribly, but I don't know if he would even let him see her if she was a college student. His dad's not around, bro. That's true. And they're rich. So, you know, you do what you want when you're super wealthy. But also, like maybe she's just skipping school. They do say later on when they visit their house they do say the ground is frozen solid even though you can't see their breath so maybe this is like christmas break yeah who knows i don't know uh keith then vomits on her (laughs) (laughs) so we're just jumping straight into that they move him to icu and while they're doing that cameron says oh there are a lot of letters here holy (laughs) shit cameron says hunter's asts are 859 and his ILT and GGT are tanked. What? Yeah. Okay, these are all just liver enzymes. Okay. I think it's supposed to be ALT, not ILT. I'm I'm going to... It is, it is Chase that says it, so with his Australian... I think it's ALTs. So, yeah. ALTs, mate. You have your AST, yeah. ALT, and GGT, and they're all just liver enzymes. We've okay. talked about a few of them before, but I'm not going to go into them. Woof. Keith's dad accuses Pam of giving Keith drugs. What? Like, wh- when? She just like slip right him now? Some meth. Or like... She just slip him some meth while he was in the hospital and think no one would notice? Like, yeah. What a weird thing I think to say. dad's just pissed and taking it out on whoever he can right now. Yeah. House says it's not drugs. Keith's liver is shutting down, and he's really yep. mean about it. Cameron confronts House on his demeanor and wonders if proving Cuddy is wrong is worth all of this and he doesn't answer classic house fashion the team discusses house going off his meds foreman is angry but chase and cameron are more sympathetic they also talk about the liver damage and cameron says it's another indicator of lupus she's not wrong but house thinks it's moving too fast and suggests it could be hepatitis e uh he's not convinced that it could be hepatitis e but he if you start treating for lupus and it is happy, it's bad, bad news. So even though Cameron wants to start lupus treatment with IV cytoxin and plasmapheresis, House says they should treat him with solumedrol, which would, it wouldn't help his happy, but it would make him worse, which would tell them that it is happy, I guess. So that's a lot of stuff. Please help. <laughs> okay. Hepatitis E. Is a type of hepatitis. What? I know. Um, Did it again. So it's the hepatitis E virus. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and it's inflammation of the liver caused by that infection. And this normally has a fecal oral route. Um, can't be cured. And it presents with fever, fatigue, not having an appetite, vomiting. So mm-hmm. he's got a lot of it. I mean, it's not, not a bad thing, but lots of liver problems have yeah. all of those symptoms. So um, the IV cytoxin, I, cytoxin is a chemo drug mm-hmm. um, and immunosuppressive drug. Okay. Um, plasmapheresis is where you essentially like take out all the plasma and treat it and return it back into the body. So it's like plasma dry cleaner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Salumadrol is also known as mm, methylprednisolone. I like the other one more. Okay. Both of them are bad though. Um, and it's going to help out with inflammation, um, really severe allergies. Mm-hmm. I don't mean just like I sneeze occasionally, but really severe ones. Um, kind of flare-ups of some different illnesses, um, but it also can help like uh, tamper down some of the symptoms of cancer okay so it's used for a lot of things okay well they're they're not sure about the hep B because it's super rare in the states i guess foreman says there's been like one case in the last 20 years you know i meant to look that up and i i didn't so while you chit chat chit chat i will see how accurate that is so this puts them kind of in a weird position because he want, Foreman wonders what they're going to tell the dad since the solumedrol treatment isn't really for hepatitis E and they don't even have it. So he's like, what are we going to tell him? We're giving this drug to him in case he has hep E, but it's not for hep E and we don't think he has hep E, which he makes a good point. House tells Cameron that she should just lie about it to, to Keith's dad about, it, about the treatment. Basically say, oh, we're giving this to him for hep E. Um, you know, knowing it's going to make him worse, but not telling him that much. And then moving on from there, Chase tells the team house usually pulls these kinds of stunts after they, they leave the room that he does this weird stuff and he's right more often than not. But Foreman thinks his state of mind is kind of altered and, and messed up from his detoxing and that they can't trust his judgment. Chase suggests telling the dad the truth, but going ahead with the happy theory. And Foreman tells Cameron to just go ahead and treat him for lupus. So she's caught in kind of a rough spot. Do I lie to him? Do I tell him the truth but go this way anyways and make him mad? Do we treat him for lupus and make House mad? It's There's a lot of stuff going on there. Decisions, decisions. Yeah. I ain't finding shit, I'll be honest. Must be pretty freaking rare. Yeah, so most of the time you end up with it in less developed countries, mm-hmm. um, but they have been traveling. So, I mean, it is still a possibility. Yeah. They said they've been to China recently and mm-hmm. that they've gone out of the country like several times. Yeah. So. So. Okay. Yeah. House uses a pestle to smash his hand. Ugh. Ow. Uh, he does it to release endorphins to distract from his pain and discomfort. It would work. It would work. And House, or Wilson explains it in his next scene. Cameron goes to Hunter's father, Keith. Keith Hunter's father. I'm just going to call him whatever comes up. Gunther. Oh, I don't think I can do that one. <laughs> Gunther. There Keith. we go. Keith. She at first tries to lie to him about what they're doing, but eventually she tells him she does think it's lupus. Uh, House has Wilson treat his hand, and Wilson recognizes that the wound is self-inflicted. 
and mentions that the brain has a gating mechanism for pain where it recognizes the most severe pain in the body and blocks out the rest. This, I guess, makes sense. I didn't know that, Mm -hmm. though. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to completely block it, but... It'll take your mind off it. It's a distraction. That'll help. House has him wrap it instead of splinting it so that if he needs to smack his hand again to get another endorphin rush, he can. Cuddy confronts House on him wanting to lie to the patient's dad. And House, in a roundabout way, sort of says that uh, he's counting on the dad to back down about the their idea for Happy that he believes, you know, okay, kid's dying, or we can outweigh him, and he'll... Break. he'll crack yeah. before we do and he's right because chase come or cameron comes back and says i told him i think it's lupus i told him we aren't going to treat him for lupus and he finally said we'll do it your way so there we go yippee house wins right before they're about to start the treatment solumendral law keith has a hallucination of someone named jules attacking him but his father pulls him out of it it's really brief it's not like a breakdown we're gonna cut and then come back you know an hour later it just he kind of shakes him out of it and he stops and he calms down uh hunter believes he has wet the bed but when they check he's actually had a major rectal bleed and keith goes into hypovolemic shock people are gonna get really confused about why we have two patients hunter keith you called him hunter again I'm just, um, it's the same guy. You know who I'm talking okay. about. Poor Hunter. His music shock career's in the drain. Is when you lose more than 20% of your blood. Woof. That's a lot, he yeah. bled a lot out of yeah. his blood. Um, so what happens is you lose so much fluid that your heart can no longer pump a good enough amount of blood to mm-hmm. your body to keep everything running because there's just not enough to pump and we also know that you know fluid loss is going to tank your blood pressure yeah right so um yeah this can this can be bad and also lead to a hell of a lot of organ failure mm-hmm. so i assume they get them on some uh some blood real quick they do they show a, a drip for them yeah. i guess a transfusion yep this scene vaguely reminded me of like getting up from my bed the first time when oh, I was in the hospital, just, yeah, just blood. bloody sheets all over. Yeah. Oops. Cameron orders a, an angiography. Mm-hmm. She sounds like a nice person, which revealed major upper and lower GI bleeding and severe hemodynamic compromise and liver failure. Yes. So an angiography is going to look at the inside. Um, at your blood vessels and all your organs, and it's really going to look at your heart chambers and your arteries and your veins, kind of see what's up. Yeah. Bruh. See if we can figure out uh, where we're bleeding from. So hemodynamic compromise. It's when you have um, unstable blood pressure, Mm -hmm. or in this case, just abnormal, because we just lost all this blood, right? So our blood pressure is really, really low. Um it's not getting enough blood to your organs. Yeah. Right? That So this whole thing is hemodynamic compromise. Okay. Yeah. So, so just, just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's being caused by that bleed. All right. Cameron says hallucinations are a symptom of psychosis, which is the fourth criteria for lupus. He's already had three. Now we've got four. Cameron angri- angrily says House waited too long messing around with other ideas 
and now Hunter needs a new liver. <laughs> just give me such a bad look. Because his name is Keith. Just fucking say the right name. Keith, I can do this. House still thinks lupus is a bad diagnosis, but it's unfortunately still the best one that they have. So he tells the team to put Keith on the transplant list and let Cuddy know so they can potentially move him up the list. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Cuddy kind of talks to Foreman about it. Foreman con- bleh, confronts House and gives him Vicodin, believing it'll help him do his job properly. He says, I'm doing this just to cover my own ass. You're not in your right mind, so please take these and quit all this. House says, I'm I'm fine. I'm not going through withdrawal. I'm just in pain. Uh, of course, he's in denial, but he doesn't take the Vicodin. Cuddy tells Foreman it's unlikely they can find a new liver immediately. She says there are currently 12,000 people on the waiting list and that 2,000 people die every year waiting for a new liver, but she will try. Yep. I mean, organs are in high demand. That's why there's a black market for them. That makes sense. House asks Keith, yeah, Keith's father who Jules is, the one that Keith was hallucinating, and it turns out to be Keith's cat. He continues to tell the group he doesn't think it's lupus and says there's a difference between psychosis and hallucination, specifically picking up on the fact that Jules wasn't a fake cat. It was a real cat in his life, I guess. So I guess there's a difference there. You're not making something up. You're seeing something that you remember. Pam tells House that Jules died of old age about a month ago and tells him Jules usually slept in Keith's room with him. He has Chase and Foreman excavate the corpse so he can do an autopsy. Really hate this scene because they're literally, they know what they're digging for. They're digging for a box with a cat in it. But when they hit the box, they're like, what's what that? is that? What is it? Yeah. What I, do you I think it is? Say that too. <laughs> this is exactly what you're looking for. House shakily performs the autopsy and finds the cat's liver is destroyed as well. A, in this scene, a delivery man comes to deliver a liver for Keith. He's not there to deliver. I'm well, not. I guess they kind of are. They have to take Keith's liver out, so that makes sense. I'm not giving you the satisfaction. Oh, of... that hurts. No. House interrupts the <laughs> surgery before it can start and so shows uh, Dr. Harani a termite he found in the cat, saying the issue is not lupus. It's acute naph- naphthalene poisoning? Yes. The surgeon tries to continue, but House spits on his scrubs, sets the termite on the surgical tools, and sneezes on uh, Keith to buy himself some time. Can we stop breaking clean room protocols? <laughs> they do it so often. We're still in the first season, folks. This is like the fourth or fifth time. Oh my god, it pisses me the fuck off. Did you, um, do you want me to talk about things? Or do you want to wait? Uh, well, I'll go into okay, the go explanation. We can go further there. Yeah. The team, all of them, angrily confront House on interrupting the procedure, and he tells them Keith got worth, worth in the hospital, worse in the hospital because he wouldn't eat the hospital food, says it's just a step below Rikers Island's food, which is a prison. And because he wouldn't eat it, he started losing weight. Naphthalene is stored in fat cells, so once the body started burning them for energy instead of protein and calories like it normally would, it released the toxin and just kept making his symptoms even worse. Yes. So, yeah, let's do all that stuff. Okay. 
So, naphthalene toxicity. Um, naphthalene is what is in mothballs. Okay. Okay. Um, there's different types of it, but, like, we'll go there because most people know what mothballs are, and they also know what they smell like, right? That one strange addiction I episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this is normally manufactured... Um, or something else that I literally can't pronounce and it's got to do with like coal tar and petroleum and I don't know but anyways Oof. it's also used in both boss okay um so the poisoning from it this is really rare um especially the way he got he gets it. it yeah, yeah. um but it can happen from ingesting it inhaling it um being dermally exposed to it. it's like on Touching your skin it. Uh-huh. yeah um Normally, you're going to present with, um, like, really dark urine because there's going to be blood in your urine. Mm. You might get diarrhea um, and specifically non-bloody vomiting, which is interesting. Um, You can also have headaches, confusion, drowsiness, jaundice, fever, low blood pressure, and a racing heart. Or or a racing heart. You can have both of those things. Yeah. Um, But it can, it'll hit your digestive tract, and that's when it's going to obviously cause, like, the diarrhea and vomiting and stuff. Um, And then if it gets really bad, you're going to have, like, convulsions and perhaps go unconscious. Um, And once it's really bad... There's another level. You're going to start getting destruction of red blood cells and anemia. We're in the really bad stage right now. So, okay. There is a type of termite that is the Formosan subterranean termite that produces its own naphthalene. Yeah, as an evolutionary thing. Because, so they use it as a poison. They produce it themselves because it'll keep ants away. Okay. Yeah. Smart. I know. Um, so these termites are no joke. Um their eggs can only hatch if it's above 68 degrees, so they're actually normally in southern states. Not New Jersey. No. And it's freezing there, mm-hmm. too, so. So that doesn't really make sense. But um, so these, this specific type of termite can pretty much destroy an entire home's inner structure in six months. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I have a little horror corner. Let's do it. About termites. This isn't just this one, but overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the termites in the world outweigh humans in the world. For every for every human, there's about a thousand pounds of termites. That's too many. Isn't that disgusting? That's there's so a termite many. hill in Africa that's forty two feet tall. How we, gross is that? Why are we fighting each other when we could be banding <laughs> together and fighting the termites that? Yeah are seeking to destroy us. Um, I also thought it was interesting. So tobacco is actually a source of, um, like, exposure to naphthalene. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let's see. It's got, you're going to get, like, 0.3 to 4 micrograms of it for each cigarette. So if you smoke, like, a pack a day, then you're probably getting anywhere from 6 to 80 micrograms daily, which really is, like, not probably not going to hurt you that's going to hurt you just as much as the amount that you're going to get if you're hanging out um near car exhaust because that also okay. is in there um but i i just thought it was interesting and it is also it's different than um 
naphthalene from other things because yeah. it's bound to particles so it's not just like it's not free floating yeah kind of stuff. exactly okay. but I, but i thought it was interesting to, there's just so many different poisons in like cigarettes and yeah. I, you don't think of that being one of them um yeah i think that's about it on that one i i have some treatment stuff but we'll get there in a second okay. question mark yeah because they don't really say much about it yeah keith's dad assaults house because he stopped the surgery but House responds by telling him the new diagnosis and saying that giving him a new liver will only poison that one as well and kill him quickly. He says, you're going to put a new liver in him. He's going to lay on that table for about 14 hours and then he's going to die. So if your body's poisoning you, replacing stuff isn't going to help. It's just going to poison the new stuff. Exactly. Cameron finally agrees with House and tells Keith's dad that he should trust House and so the dad relents. Uh, just to confirm, Chase and Foreman go to Keith's house and bust down his wall and find a massive termite infestation. It's disgusting. It's so gross. I feel like that many termites, there's no way they wouldn't have noticed something. Also, it's got to be in the rest of the house already. Yeah. Because the cat died a couple months ago. Yeah. So, I mean, they've, they've been around no for a while. There's no reason for them to just hang out in no. Keith's room. Maybe he's got, like, some badass posters or something. And they just really like the vibe. Yeah. They, yeah. Like, vibe check. That makes like, sense. The rest of the house, just, they can't kick it like they want. Yeah. That makes that makes perfect sense. You know, I'll bet they don't have a single ant in that house, though. Must uh, live in the dream, man. <laughs> so, Keith's treatment, according to House, is to pump him full of calories. It seems to work, because Keith improves, and suddenly his dad accepts Pam. Because that's how these episodes always end. Oh, I don't like you, but he's okay, so now I like you. Yeah. So, okay, pumping him with calories would make um the continuous poisoning stop right because it's mm-hmm. being released from his fat cells so his, uh, i get where they're going with yeah. that um but he would need actual treatment as well um so they're basically the treatment is pretty much going to be the treatment for the hemolytic anemia okay um because that's like the biggest thing that's coming from this right so we're going to get some blood transfusions um, which we were already getting, but we're going to continue on those. Um, and then we'll probably get some IV methylene blue as well as excorbic acid, which is vitamin C. Yeah. Fancy. Um, and like, it's going to do some stuff that's really boring, honestly. So, but it's going to react and you're, you're giving them new blood and then, um, the blue and the vitamin C are going to help convert, the stuff that was all fucked up back to good hemoglobin. Okay. That's pretty much how that's going to go. And then you'll probably also need some like supportive treatment, um, depending on your other, um, yeah. Symptoms. There we go. So blood trans, let's, let's talk about cost a little bit. Cause I like to do that. So I had a really hard time finding how much of each of these things you would need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I am giving you the cost of what it would cost the hospitals to get, these this isn't what keith this would isn't pay. To, to patient cost. right okay so blood transfusions for about one unit of blood it's normally about two to three hundred dollars he's already gone through i would say well if he was in <laughs> shock Hemolytic already or hypovolemic shock yeah, yeah i mean we're already listen our hospital bills are, are already up there exorbitant but, yeah but we're we're probably going to need some more transfusions like mm-hmm. that's going to be continued um the methylene blue for a 10 milligram vial it's going to be about 150 dollars so not cheap. Which is so weird. Is it methylene blue? Like you can buy tablets of that to put in your aquarium. Yeah. 
so but we're talking about the IV yeah, um, solution true. because also so with vitamin C you can go buy vitamin C tablets right yeah. but for the IV solution for 500 milligrams you're going to look at about $86 um so it just depends on where he's at, yeah. right? And this might be one of those where we're like, okay, you know, for the next week, we need to keep you on these expensive IV versions of this and then we can stay move you to oral. on exactly yeah. some tablets and stuff um, until these symptoms go away. Um, like I said, I, I had a really hard time finding particulars of the treatment because yeah. it is a pretty, pretty damn rare poisoning. Which makes sense. So as far as the naphthalene goes, is that just something that goes away at some point does it bind and then just work its way out of your body if you can survive it like i was surprised to find that they weren't putting something in him that would bind to the naphthalene specifically yeah um i i don't know honestly that's a really good question because it's still in his fat cells um, maybe and it's still some of it, at least, is still free floating in his blood too. Which yeah. I guess the transfusions would probably that clean would work that out. its way out exactly. Especially once they get his liver and stuff working better, and his kidneys can filter. And um, but as long as he doesn't go through another period of like holy fuck weight loss, mm-hmm. I guess they're just assuming because your body's going to burn fat, right? Yeah. So I would think it's just going to be a slow enough burn. That it won't that, affect him majorly. Maybe he feels bad a day or two, but... Or not even, maybe. Because, I mean, yeah, there's people that smell mothballs all the time and work with mothballs and stuff, and they're okay. Um, keep a sock of it in so, their purse at all times. So, like, snort it. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they're just hoping that, like, it'll dilute itself over time. Mm-hmm. And as long as he's staying on um, these other things, not the transfusions, but just Vitamin once. Vitamin C and some yeah. stuff. Okay. And my other one, would his liver heal from this if it was this far along? Because they're like, your liver's healing, you're going to be just fine. And I was like, I mean, they were ready to give him a a transplant because it was so bad. Was it because they just didn't expect it to get better? I think the transfusions would go a long way. Mm -hmm. Um, His liver's still not going to be great. So we already know when your liver heals, it scars, right? That's how you end up with cirrhosis cirrhosis later, yeah. Um, So if that cirrhosis isn't already to a point where they're like, oh, shit, that's, you know, it's too far gone. Because once you get to severe cirrhosis, like, you need a transplant or you're going to die. Yeah. Um, So I'm I'm sure they looked at it. So I'm guessing it was just uh, his liver's shot, it's shit, it's not going up at all, Mm -hmm. so. But now that they figured out what it is. Now it's on the upswing. It'll stop. So. Yeah. Okay. That if makes it was sense. going to keep getting worse, then yeah, he would have needed a new one, but maybe they were able to catch it in time. Okay. Sure. Good for you. Uh, House and Wilson discuss the week. House admits he's an addict to Wilson, but tells him it doesn't matter because it's not a problem as far as he's concerned. It allows him to do his job, it allows him to function, pay his bills, and it takes his pain away. Wilson says it also causes him to alienate people and to make him alone. House dismisses that and says, oh, I've always been this way. But Wilson says, no, I was there before this and you've changed because of it. Are you trying to say that it's just the the leg that's caused you to change? Or are you really denying that the pills have changed you? And House yeah. says, nope, it's just, it's just my leg. This is how I am. Uh, so Wilson leaves sadly. We find out it was his idea to go off the meds, and he got Cuddy to do it for him, basically. 
and we close on House sitting in his chair, high as balls on Vicodin. His eyes are dilated. They should be constricted. Yes. It's just a detail. I was going to say that. But. It really bothered me. Because I feel like they went way out of their way to make his eyes look dilated. Yeah. And then that that, that ain't it. That ain't it. No. Nah. All right. You got anything else? I've got no. some character developments here. Yeah, let's talk about it's character nice development. Uh, House. He admits he's an addict, but refuses to stop. That's the development for him. It's not a problem. Yep. I get the feeling that he did the challenge, like everyone else is saying, oh, he did the challenge to prove to Cuddy that he's not an addict. I get the feeling he may have wanted to prove to himself, too, in some way, that he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I do that to myself occasionally with stuff, whether it's soda or alcohol or mm-hmm. anything. I... I don't like addictions. I think they're gross. And I, that sounds like a very like privileged thing to say. I'm on the other side of addictions. Um, so I, I get it. I'm, I'm not free of that, but like, so sometimes like this month we're doing no alcohol mm-hmm. and, and there's really no reason for it. I mean, health, I guess, but I just like to you know, double check myself and like yeah. make sure I can go a month without, without it, this or make that. sure I'm good. Like, and that's just kind of a mental thing for me. Of like, hey, I want to make sure that this isn't an addiction. It's just something that I enjoy. It's not like I'm getting drunk every night or anything. I don't even drink every day. But I yeah. just want to make sure. Um, so I'm wondering if if he really thought he could do it or if that it was that kind of thing. Like, I thought I, he really believes he was just taking it for the pain. And this is a big wake-up call. Yeah. But he still manages to sort of avoid the conclusion that that should give him of he's an addict by saying yeah i'm an addict but it's not a problem he thinks it's making him better yeah he like he thinks his addiction makes him better and it's interesting too because i think you could he he could i suppose um look at this and say well when i wasn't on my drugs i was way more irritable and i yelled at the patient's dad and i did this so the drugs do make me better but it wasn't the lack of drugs doing that it was the detox and the withdrawal doing that but he could definitely try to turn it that way yeah for sure uh wilson recognizes house's addiction and wants him to stop because he feels his friend has changed for the worse while on them but in the end feels powerless to help house get off of them can't help someone that doesn't want it exactly cuddy was willing to take the hit for the challenge and be in on it Yes. Um, she didn't make Wilson, Wilson tell him to do it. And I, I think it worked better coming from Cuddy because... Well, she had leverage. Yeah, she had leverage. She had the power to give him, you know, a prize or mm-hmm. whatever at the end. But for House, a challenge from Cuddy like that would be about pride, mm-hmm. about proving himself right, right or proving her wrong. I feel like from Wilson, he would just like, yeah, pity. fuck you, man. Yeah, it comes as pity from yeah. him and he doesn't want it. Chase seems, through this entire episode, completely willing to ignore obvious signs of House losing it. Every time he sees something wrong, he's like, no, he's fine. No, he's fine. I just get the feeling that either he doesn't like confronting House on anything or is just really dismissive of these kinds of issues. I don't know. It To me, it almost seemed like he doesn't want to deal with it. Like he wants to stay away from it. He's not comfortable with it. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to get involved? Yeah. Maybe. I think that could be it. That makes sense. Uh, Cameron. This is a big one for Cameron, actually. While she was wrong, in the end, she finally stuck to it. 
no matter how much much house pushed back, she kept on saying, no, I think it's lupus. It, it's got to be lupus. Yeah. It's lupus. And it, it's not like that was a bad diagnosis. No, it wasn't. At all. And on top of that, she's actually able to have some uncomfortable conversations with the patient's father, with yes. Keith's dad. Look at that growth, girl. Uh, she admits to him that she was wrong. She tells him sorry, but just sticks with it. So good for you, Cameron. And then Foreman, on the opposite end of things, is willing to enable House's addiction if it means covering his own ass. He seems far more concerned with the effects of House's detox on his own work yes. than he is about House's long-term well-being. I don't blame him, I don't think. I go back and forth. I House is an adult and he can make his own decisions. In this case, I, I would say... I don't like Foreman's attitude about, I'll just, just let him have drugs, just let him be an addict. But at the same time, if you're going through detox, you probably shouldn't be an active doctor. Exactly. I was going to say, I think the better way to handle this would have been like, tell Cuddy, hey, you guys can play your fucking games, but give him the week off. Get him out of here because yeah. he's not making good decisions instead yeah. of... And she does try to. She tries to send him home, I know, but, but he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do she that. She doesn't really try. No, she doesn't force it. <laughs> and Foreman could have... Could have tried also, but in his go-to was just here, just take the pills. Yeah. Let's just get through this yeah. or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, obvious thing to discuss there is just addiction. There's a lot of ways of enabling that are sort of pre presented in this episode. We have um, Foreman saying, you know, do this so you can be normal. We have uh, Chase not really being supportive of the detox portion of it yeah he's just staying out of it either way yeah he's just out of it um house definitely takes it for pain it's obvious he's in pain but he uses his pain as an excuse to hide the fact that he just really likes being high uh it's kind of weird it's a weird thing because pain treatment in basically basically any form can do this and some people don't really have another option for pain management like some people need to have painkillers. Yeah. And I think the problem being that too many people get addicted to painkillers when they don't need them anymore mm, because... They're very addictive. Yeah. They're addictive <laughs> and doctors freely prescribe them. Yeah. Um, Which, that's where we get into a conversation about legalizing marijuana. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, yeah, just the line between addiction and necessity is kind of blurry because, like... Some people may actually be addicted in the sense that if they stop taking them, it would affect them more negatively than just the onset of pain for why they're taking it. But at the same time, like in House's case, yeah, it lets him function like a normal human being. And if it was truly his pain for why he was taking it, then being able to continue taking it would allow him to keep doing his job. Yeah. And that works that way for a lot of people, like far less wealthy people than house too right well and we will throughout the series see him try other ways of solving his pain yeah and see how that works and how it affects his personality i yeah addiction's a big subject yeah and for sure. I, we'll talk about it throughout the whole series because house is an addict and yep. he's the hi simon hey buddy you picked a good time good morning hey dude well that's all i had this is a short one yeah cool um, um, happy, well, I was going to say happy Valentine's Day, but they'll get this after Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know, happy, happy Wednesday, my happy dudes. Happy Christmas. All right. And like, comment, sub.
Yeah. Click that bell for notification. I don't know. Go we're follow on YouTube. Follow our Instagram. Uh, we're under Housekeeping Podcast. Yep. So go uh, go give us a follow. All right. We'll catch you later. We got to deal with this uh, this cat who wants attention. Yeah. Bye. Bye.